suddenly a fourth episode on The Real You. Uh, the episodes previous to this one, the three episodes previous to this one, were all on The Real You. Uh, I, I just I gave them different names, that's all, um, because that's a bit boring. The Real You Part 1, The Real You Part 2, and The Real You Part 3, and now The Real You Part 4, but I'll give it some other name. Uh, but it's the gift that keeps on giving The Real You, uh, because I keep thinking of other things, and I'm sure if only I was on social media, I'm sure I would be a lot more expert on the real you, because I, 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 it's not hard to guess that um, there's a million influencers talking about the real you, you know. Who do you trust to get to know the real you? And all that sort of stuff, you know. And there'd be memes galore, you know. Um, anyway, uh, and advice galore. I've got no advice. But, um, it's an interesting topic, you know, who the real you is. Um, I keep thinking of new things around that. Um, uh, in the episodes previous to this one, I started to think about the human brain. And, uh, and, you know, the electrical activity in the human brain that lights up um, when you're thinking, you know. So, for example, when you're thinking about who you are, you know, maybe one part of the brain or a couple of parts of the brain light up when you're thinking about that. You know, there's an emotional aspect and intellectual aspect and all that sort of stuff, you know. I don't have the emotional aspect, but, um, yeah, I had a lobotomy. It was tragic, you know. I've still got the bump in the side of my head where they took out the real me. <laughs> I'm just a, I'm a robot, you know. Ah, look. Anyway, um, but, you know, the real you might be all that electricity, you know, all the electrical activity in the brain, but I somehow suspect not. I mentioned that in the previous episode, that it might not be the intellectual... It might not be the electricity that is the real you. You know, the fact that the, your brain is lighting up... Um, that's a symptom, not the cause, maybe. What is making that electric... What's triggering that electrical activity? You know, whatever's trigger, triggering... You know, whatever's um, cranking... Who, whoever's flicking the switch on that electrical activity, whoever is lighting it up, whoever is telling it, go, 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 time to think, you know, whoever sets it in motion, all that pre-synaptic and post-synaptic activity and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Whoever is kick-starting those currents, that's the real you. Have they ever discovered that? I really don't know about the human brain all that much, you know. But I, I know it's electrical activity, you know. But what's driving that electrical activity? You know, what? who is flicking the switch? And if it's you who is flicking the switch. Now, I know, you know, um, you could have a tiger coming right for you, you know, and you see it with your eyes, and you go, ah, and you hear it, you know, roar, you know, and, um, and that sends stuff 
into a central processing unit in there somewhere, and then you have a reaction to that. But um, so maybe that tiger triggered um, the electrical activity in your brain because you might not really, not have even really thought it through. But it, um, the sight of the tiger released adrenaline into your brain, which is chemistry, and that chemical stuff, uh, the chemical processes, might have got the electrical processes going. All right, you know, that might be that instinctive, you know, fight and flight stuff and all that sort of stuff. All right, but what if you're just lying in bed and you're just thinking of something? Yeah. Um, you know, and the electricity starts going in your head. All right, I know in the uh, previous episode, uh, previous example just then, it might have been the tiger that got the electrical activity going in your brain. But sometimes you're just sitting and thinking like I did just now, when I hopped in my shed and I was just preparing to log on. Um, you know, I said, all right, got a couple of minutes here, I'll think of something. You know, I'll think of something. What happened there? I flicked the switch. I put the plug in, and I flicked the switch, and um, and the electrical activity started in my brain. That thing that did that, um, where is it? It's not the electrical activity itself, because is it not true that I started that electricity? So the electricity itself is not me. So where is me? I like to think it's in the brain somewhere. But this is where, you know, no wonder people invent religions, you know? But that real me. And you might say, well, no, there was a little bit of electricity when you was sitting down and you had that thought that you might start thinking about something. And I said, I know, but I had to start that little bit of electricity as well. Maybe boredom releases some sort of adrenaline and that gets the electricity going. I don't know. But I somehow suspect that deep, 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 deep down there somewhere is the real me in the brain. And it is um, getting the electrical activity going. Hmm? No idea. But it's, it's, it's an interesting point anyway, you know. So the real me might not be the electric, electrical activity in the brain. I like that thought. Where is the real me? Has anyone located that? You know, have scientists located that? Neuroscientists? What is it and where is it? It's not electric, electrical activity itself, is it? Because isn't electric, electrical activity this, the manifestation of, you know, it's the thought itself. But who triggered the thought? Who triggered the electricity? And that could be the real me. Or maybe, like I said, everything is, oh, I don't know. I really don't. But wherever that real you is, um, one almost thinks, you know, because my brain size, because I've got a big head, um, is where my intelligence is. That's what makes me human, for example. Now, here's where it gets interesting. No wonder people make up Buddhism and stuff. Um, the thing that started me thinking didn't have to be all that human, you know, because 
A dog, for example, could have that very same instinct. A dog can be lying on the carpet, bored, and I can be sitting in my chair next to the dog, bored, and we're both bored, and the boredom might trigger some um, impulse, you know, trigger the boredom, well, myself, me, and the dog, her, let's say, um, both of us might have exactly the same uh, version. The, 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 thing, the thing that is us, that's going to get the electrical activity going, might be sort of the same thing. And no wonder people make up Hinduism and all that sort of stuff. Right, now, um, so let me think about that. And sorry for thinking aloud here. I could make a much shorter episode if I thought about these things before I started talking. Um, but... The dog and me might be not all that different. It's just that when I kickstart my electrical activity, you know, I process it in a much more intellectual way than the dog, arguably. You know. Whereas the dog, you know, both of us say, we're bored, 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 bored. I look at the dog, bored, bored, bored. And he goes, bored, bored. Ah, I didn't know you could speak English. You know, that sort of thing. And... Um, Anyway, we're looking at each other, and we're both bored, and we both decide to think. So we both kickstart the electricity in our brain. Now, I think what makes me human starts then. After, I think the dog and I are the same before then. We were both bored. And then, um, and then I start to look a lot more like a human, because I'm thinking with my big human brain. You know? And he's thinking with it, she's thinking with her little doggy brain, you know, which is not to be underestimated. She's got a better brain than me in some ways, you know, but overall, you know, I'm pretty smart. Uh, so, um, so, the thing that is me might not be human. It might not be all that different to whatever that thing that is the dog is. That's a fascinating point. No wonder they invented karma. <laughs> I can't think of any other religions over there. No wonder they invented Sikhism, because <laughs> they're always seeking things, you know. Um, so, I find that interesting. You know, who is the real me? Um, the real me, you know, the fact that I present as a human might be downstream of the real me. The real me might be something that just um, triggers me to, you know, run away from the tiger or fight the tiger or you know have a thought about the idea of who is me you know or I might you know I might just look at that dog and the dog looks at me she's my dog you know and we're looking at each other and um, and we haven't actually started thinking yet we're just looking at each other into each other's eyes but the real dog and the real me are having a connection we haven't thought it through yet, we're just looking at each other, g'day. She's saying g'day. Still with the English. Oof. I'll never be able to prove this, because every time someone comes around, you go woof. <laughs> but anyway, um, the dog and I could be looking at each other. We males apparently can do it, I can do it, where the brain doesn't engage yet. You know, the brain hasn't started thinking yet. My mind can be empty. What I mean by that is I, I think there's no electrical activity going on in my brain sometimes, except for breathing. 
you know, in, out, in, out, but nothing else. And, you know, if I'm caught in a stupor like that, which I'm often caught in a stupor like that with by my wife and all that sort of stuff, and I could look at my dog, she's so cute, you know, and I um, haven't even got one. Um, and I can just look in her eyes and... Okay. Wolf! <laughs> do, do, do. Anyway, we can be looking at each other and the real... The real Mavis, that's her name, and the real Charlie could be the the two the real Mavis and the real Charlie could be having a connection. I don't know. It doesn't have to be love. What's love? You know, no. It's recognizing that each other exists. You know, it's um looking into each other's souls, as we like to put it. But we don't know how to put it. You know, there could be a connection between the real Mavis and the real Charlie, like that. And then, I go, oh, oh, I just had a real feeling, I don't know what to call that, but I love you, you know. You could have that, and Mavis could be actually having the same feeling, and it goes right beyond words and right beyond thinking. Now, at that point in time, all right, that feeling of love, you know, the, between the dog and the human, but... The feeling of love there is between the real thing that is behind the dog and the real thing that is behind Charlie. Um, that thing might be just two souls talking to each other. That is beautiful. I didn't think I could be that beautiful. And, um, and, um, and, and then when we're trying to think about, you know, and then after that, you know, I say, what was that feeling I just had? Or I don't need to put that into words. And then my brain, the electrical activity starts going. And um, I start to try and attach words to it. And, oh, I love you, dog. Oh, I love you. You know? And then the dog goes, wolf. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, but the dog is sort of trying to intellectualize that feeling it's having for me too. She's trying to intellectualize that in her own little doggy way. But then at that point in time, it becomes a dog and a human. Yeah, but before that, deep down, before the electrical activity, you know, maybe that's the real, you know, the real souls. And I, I think, um, well, the real you, you know, and the real me. I'm talking to you, Mavis. Um, now, here's the funny thing. No wonder they've invented heaven, you know, because when Mavis dies and then I die... I like to think, you know, because that real her and the real me, we're not, it's not exactly a physical thing. Have the neuroscientists found that thing? The thing that triggers the electricity, not the neurons themselves, and not the electricity itself, you know, the synapses going off, bang, 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 not that stuff. The, the thing that got that going, has that been invented? No wonder they've invented heaven and God. Um... But, you know, maybe Mavis and me, you know, that real Mavis and the real me, if it doesn't kind of exist, if the neuroscientists haven't found it yet, physically, if it doesn't exi exist physically, then, well, maybe it does keep going. You know, I have no idea about the answer to any of these things. And uh, maybe it does keep going. The real... Mavis and the real me, you know, it's a little fairy somewhere in the ether, you know, little Mavis fairy, you know, and then, um, and the little Charlie fairy, 
then after we die, maybe you know we meet up in heaven. But gone are the neurons, you know, the skull and the brains in there, the grey matter and all that sort of stuff. And gone are the is the, all the electrical activity, and all there's left is um, the real Mavis and the real me, which is really nice, you know. And maybe some other people I love too. Well, love is just a word I attached to that feeling when I managed, I, uh, accidentally maybe, I had the brain switched off and I managed to connect with someone else. You know, all the people I've connected with in my life. You know, maybe all, we all just, we just know each other. We don't love each other. Love is cheap. You know, we are aware of each other's existence. We are coexisting. Mavis and I, we're coexisting. She's on the floor on the carpet, really comfortable. I'm here with my brain switched off. But we're having a um we're having a lovely time together, Mavis and me. And then after that, you know, when I really oh, jolt, you know, that was a really nice time I had with you, Mavis, just then, just sitting there, you on the carpet and me on my in my chair, relaxed and all that sort of stuff, brain switched off. I wonder what well, I wonder what that feeling was. And that's see that's where the problem comes in. You start kicking in the brain and intellectualizing it and attaching words like love, you know, which is a cheap word. It's cheap compared to what love actually is. And everyone struggles, I think, to try and put words to that thing when the real you and the real me connect what that thing is, you know, aside from the thinking about what we're doing, but the real connection. People struggle to um, define that because... In, to define it, you have to be using the electricity in your brain, and this is beyond the electricity. This is the thing that triggered the electricity. You know what that reminds me of? The thing that triggers the electricity in your brain? It reminds me of whatever triggered the Big Bang in the universe. No wonder! <laughs> Don't worry. You know what I'm getting at. Um, it you know, no wonder people think about things like God, you know, um, and because the very thing that sort of, you know, kick-started the electricity in my brain, it's a magical kind of thing. And the very thing um, that triggered the Big Bang, well, even the physicists, I am a physicist, you know. Do you believe that? Yeah. Um, that thing, even the physicists agree, real physicists have told me that that thing is magical whatever triggered the big bang and even and the physicists even agree that you know life is magical they don't know how that got here you know? do you know for life to have accidentally got here you know a cell a single cell organism a cell um bill bryson told me this one um i've got his book just down there in my bookcase, I've got a bookcase behind my desk here. Bill Bryson's A Short History of All Sorts of Joint Stuff, you know. Um, but um, for a um, for a single-cell organism, you know, that it, when life kick-started here on Earth, you know, um, for that just to appear by accident, um, you know, a cell nucleus can't exist without a cell wall. And a cell wall can't exist without a cell nucleus. Now, each of those two different things can exist. You know, it's not unfathomable that one of those things will, you know, because they're just chromosomes and, you know, chemicals and all that sort of stuff. They can come. But the, the funny thing is, 
for a cell to come into existence. You know, proteins can come into existence and all that sort of stuff by natural random chemistry, you know, molecules coming together and all that sort of stuff. You can almost imagine that, all that sort of stuff. The building blocks of life can come into existence. The building blocks can come into existence quite randomly. But the chances of, you know, the chances of a, um, Bill Bryson spoke to a few physicists and a few physicists told him this, for the very first um, cell to just pop into existence in a swamp or something, you know, in a mud pond, in a volcanic mud pond or something. For that to happen, what you need is a coincidence of um, staggering proportions. You need um, a cell nucleus to come about, you know, just by random processes, which is not absolutely unfathomable. It's, it's the sort of thing that can happen. A nucleus just comes in, you know, Oh, this electron's floating along here, and you know this amino acid and this protein. Well, I don't know. I don't know the biology of cells, but you know it can come together a cell nucleus. And also, you know, you can imagine a cell wall coming into sort of existence. You know, kind of just coming into existence. You know, um, but for a, for life to start. A cell has to come into existence, and that means at that very because it, uh, I, I think a, a cell nucleus will die within a nanosecond or two if it hasn't got a cell wall around it, and vice versa, the cell wall will die if um, you know, if it does come into existence by random processes, the cell wall will die within seconds, maybe milliseconds, maybe nanoseconds. I don't know um, if. Um, if a cell nucleus is not present inside that wall. So you need both at once. So what you need is for a cell nucleus to come into existence, but at exactly the same time, within a nanosecond, you need a cell wall at the same time within that nanosecond and in the same spot in the universe that has to, it has to wrap it, it has to accidentally wrap itself around that nucleus in that same nanosecond, in that same square nanosecond, uh, that same square nanometer at exactly the same time. And it has to wrap itself right around like that. You know, and the nucleus has to be inside, you know. The odds against that, a phys the physicists were telling. Bill Bryson are smaller than one divided by every single atom and photon in the universe. Now, I don't know how they did those calculations, but what they're saying, what are the chances of that, you know? All right, I got off track there, but I like that story. Um, but the real you is a whole thing altogether. That's not even a cell as far as I know. Have the neuroscientists found it? Oh, I've got a visitor. Oh, God, what a great looking magpie. Hang on. Just a second. Come and see the real magpie. That's not from around here. I don't know whether you saw it. I don't know whether you saw it or not because I couldn't see the screen. Um... That's a black and white magpie. 
the ones that are local to here. That that would come up from up the Murray. Uh, they've come down here over the times. Uh, the magpies around Melbourne, as far as I know, uh, more the black and greyish. You know, black and um, it's a lot more mottled, but that's got brilliant colouring. That magpie just sheer black and sheer white, brilliant. Um, so I think that's a Murray River magpie. Um, quite smart too, the magpies. You know, I could easily, if I started throwing food out there, it would just take up residency out here and it'd be here at nine o'clock every morning. I'm not going to do that. Because it'd come up to the door and it would knock on the door. I want my food. That's what magpies do. And then, you know, I could be there and I could be looking at the magpie and I could be looking and here's me. You know, this happens with the chickens. I've got chickens out there. My my daughter has chickens out there, you know, and I have a connection with the chickens. And um, I could have a chicken, uh, I could have a connection with the magpie. There, there he goes, or there she goes. Magnificent, yeah, magnificent. Um, just the sheer power. Uh, it went over in the distance there to a block of flats in no time at all. Yeah. Take me 10 minutes to get to the roof, the roof of those flats. All right, now, um, no wonder people invent the idea of God. You know, because they're trying to think, what did? Look, we know the Big Bang happened, but what triggered that Big Bang, you know? And we, I know I'm having electrical activity in my brain, but what triggered that, you know? So no wonder we think of God, you know, might trigger the Big Bang. And no wonder we think that, you know, I might be a soul of some sort, you know, that triggers my thoughts. And, you know, and yes, I can die, and all my grey matter can die, and all the electrical activity can die, but that thing that was having that connection with Mavis before I started thinking, can that thing die, you know? Because if it's not even there, how can it die? I'm not saying any of this is necessarily true. I've got no idea. All I'm saying is, no wonder people invent ideas of God and the soul and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure there are philosophers that have gone further than I have here. You know, I'm probably up to about 1650 in my thinking. You know, the year 1650. You know, I know people have been thinking about all this sort of stuff, you know. Descartes, you know, and um, the Scottish bloke whose name I can never remember, and then after him was someone else from Switzerland, you know, all those sorts of people. They've been thinking about this stuff all along and really going deeper than I am now. But do you want to listen to them? Listen to a bloke in the shed instead, you know. Um, and that's that. So that's the real you and the real me. And, and what I think happens sometimes is... Um, you know, someone sent me, um, something, uh, see, uh, see, culture and race and creed and all that sort of stuff is after that as well. You know, the real, for example, someone sent, uh, is sending me some rap music to listen to so that I can understand at the African-American experience, you know, even though I'm an Australian, why would I want to know? Um, yeah, but, um, um... Someone said, oh, you've got to get to know African-Americans and, you know, their experience. And I said, all right, their experience. That's, um, but that's got nothing to do with the real, any real individual African-American person who's no different to me deep down. Just, you know, that person is, is you know, a soul of some sort, maybe an essence. Um, so when you say 
do you want to get to know um, African Americans? And I say, not really. All right, if you want me to. And um, but I'm not getting to know any African American by doing that. The real African American, deep down, all I'm getting to know is the characteristics, the shared experience, the human experience of um, the identity group that's African Americans and all that sort of stuff. But I'm not getting to know any African Americans personally at all. You know. Um, yeah, and um, I think oh, geez, you could go on and on, and then you start thinking, well, by um, character, you know, if, if I see someone and characterize him as an African American, for example, am I getting the more I concentrate on the characteristics of his or her identity group, am I getting further and further away from the real person because I'm concentrating, you know, all my thoughts about who this person is is wrapped up in the color of his skin and you know his life experience and all that sort of stuff and the history of slavery and all that sort of stuff and I ended up talking about that stuff and I'm saying and, and the more you think about that you know who, which identity group a person comes from and all that sort of stuff you know you're kind of getting further and further away from the real person there's very few people I think where you know uh, that are as lucky as Mavis and me um, Mavis my dog and me there are very few people um, uh, where the real Mavis and the real me have had a connection. Um, and um, our identity groups, it, it, it's deeper than our identity groups. It even goes deeper than our species is. You know? uh, I, now, I don't have a dog, uh, but if I did have a dog, I might know that feeling. Um, I, I, am, I very much know people who do have dogs and love them and feel they have a connection. And and you know what? Sometimes thinking can get in the way. All that electrical activity, you know, that where you where you you have a connection with a girl, you know, or a boy. Um, I don't even know why it has to be the same species. And um, and then after that, you um, have this feeling. Um, uh, then you start to intellectualize. Oh, I think I love you because you've got long hair, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Long blonde hair and eyes of blue. You know, and all that sort of thing, and that's what makes me love you, you know, and you write a song about it and all that sort of stuff. And, um, but the instant you start doing all that stuff, wrapping it up in, you know, the characteristics of the person you've just had a connection with, um, you start to get away from the real person, you know, because you might have looked in her eyes, and when, and she looked in your eyes, and, oh, electricity. You know, or you just had a feeling, and you know what? It, you don't know what it is. It might be the real her and the real you have just had a connection. And you know, if you could be married to someone all your life, and um, uh, and um, not have and have less of that jolt than you, and you can meet someone in the street, which might even be a dog, or a horse, or a chicken, or something. And you could look in the eyes of that dog and go, oh, what? That gave me a shudder. And what might have happened is the real you might have um, recognised the existence of the real other thing there, you know, that is the real dog. And you go, oh, gee. And that instant, you know, you might have only known that dog for two minutes or one minute. You know, you might have been just met it in the street and just patting it. And then you and the dog looked each other in the eye and saw through to each other's souls. And you were just patting and you weren't thinking about anything. 
you might have, the real you might have connected with the real dog, you know, which is a powerful thing. Um, and that might be a much, that could be a more real connection you just had then, even though it was only for two minutes, than you have had in your lifetime so far with people who, in your intellectual life, you say that I've, I've known this person since I was a child, you know, um, I know that person, that person knows me. But the real you and the, that real other person might never have actually had a coming together like that. And you and the dog just had one. You might have got more out of that two minute little interaction with the dog in terms of the real you and the real dog getting to know each other just for an instant, just for a minute, just for two minutes. But that might have been more real than an entire lifetime relationship that you have with someone else and you never really had that connection. What were you connecting with all that time? Well, maybe you were connecting with your intellectual love ideas of who that person is, but it's not the real person, you know? You know, oh, I love, you know, I love, I don't know, blondes or something and you know your connection might be all to do with that stuff you know how long her hair is um, and whether she's got a nice singing voice and, um, and 50 other things about her and her type you know I could just keep going talking about this forever but no wonder they um, no wonder people make up the idea of angels you know, I don't even know if all that made sense you know um, it was interesting, though, for me.